1: You win only via the app at participating restaurants. 18+ plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free. In terms apply. See McDonald's.com. <laughs>
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Red Side of the Trent. My name is Adam Whitaker and I'll be your host. This is the first of many, uh, hopefully this season, bringing you previews to Nottingham Forest's season ahead. First time back in the Premier League for 23 years where we will head to sunny Newcastle on the 6th of August 2022 for a 3pm kickoff at uh St. James's, no longer the Sports Direct Arena, um, and today I'm joined by Charlotte Robson of the True Faith podcast and Newcastle fanzine. How are you, Charlotte?
3: I'm good, thank you. It is sunny Newcastle. It's so nice up here at the moment, so are you heading up?
2: Uh, yes, not. I've not got a ticket, unfortunately, because there are is a big scramble at the moment, unfortunately, for, for tickets. It's been an absolute right. farce. It's a touchy subject amongst uh, the forest. Oh but um, it's my 30th birthday this week. So I'm going up for it. For I'm going to make it most of the weekend, enjoy the atmosphere. Hopefully, you know, you
3: might be able to get a spare or something on the day. So. You never
2: know. You never know. But um, yeah, we're going up. It's going to be a good time, uh, regardless of, of the result for us, <laughs> hopefully for, for, for three points up there. But I know it's mm. going to be very, very tricky. Yeah. Um, Newcastle obviously ended the season very well. I just wanted to start off with the takeover because it's obviously a massive controversial thing for for a few reasons. I don't want to delve too much into it, but what's what's the feeling amongst supporters about it all and and like the money situation because I thought you were going to be in silly season this year if I'm honest.
3: Yeah, so among the supporters, uh people are just really positive. They're so excited. We had 13, 14 years. Oh, sorry. That's my email. I'll turn off. <laughs> um, 13, 14 years of, of like Mike Ashley bleeding the club. If you're not plugged into it, it's really easy to say, well, you were in the Premier League for most of that time, two relegations, but most of that time, you know, you you did okay. You were trucking along, but no football fan wants to watch their club just truck along. No football fan wants to watch their club. Um, have its assets like stripped and sold for profit. Um the one good thing Mike actually did was leave us in a very good position for FFP because we hadn't like we just had pure money to spend basically because he was never um never spending any. Um, and and so people are, you know, it is it is controversial, it is tricky. A lot of people don't want to talk about or think about that it's not their business they're not interested they want to go to the football on a saturday and not really think about the geopolitics of the gulf which feels fair (laughs) um you know i i have a it's slightly complicated but i'm not going to pretend that i've stopped going to games or anything like that I, i can't boycott my team i just can't do it um so so but generally the mood is great like it's be the last latter half of the season as you say we finished really strongly it was just so much fun going to games again and it hasn't been for solo. it's been a chore for a very long time um and uh, and yes on on the sort of transfer element i also thought we're so rich we're just going to buy 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 but I do quite like this sort of considered way that they're doing it. They're not letting themselves. And they've said publicly, we're not going to let ourselves be exploited just because we've got cash in the bank or potential cash in the bank. The Saudis don't just want to spend over the odds. Like th- that's not what they've bought this club for. They've clearly bought this club to, well uh, you know, an image thing across the world, but then also to make money. You don't, invest that much money without expecting to make some so um we haven't had a, a sort of a massively prolific uh, transfer window but there have been some really considered and exciting signings
2: yeah i would agree with that i mean sven bartman's a really smart signing comes with a big reputation from leo obviously brought in bruno Gamirish last january which i thought and he hit the ground running Oh, my and God, then, yeah. And then the Premier League uh, experience of Kieran Trippio, who's been there, done it, Nick Pope, uh, signing Matty Target on a permanent. Uh, I think it's been really shrewd business from Newcastle. All of us on our, on our podcast have kind of picked you up to between that seventh and tenth place kind of spot, maybe try and get into Europe. But it's it's been really interesting to see. And obviously, a month after the Saudi takeover happened, Eddie Howe come in. How did he change things for you guys?
3: Well so in so many ways (laughs) um our manager before that was Steve Bruce who wasn't isn't an inspiring man and hasn't got a great track record you know like he's been he's been around and he has you know as a player he was he's well regarded for by Manchester United fans and all of that stuff but and, and a lot of people are like, well, he managed Sunderland. That's why Newcastle fans don't like him. That's not why we don't like him. We don't like him because he's just like, he regressed every single one of our players. And the football was turgid and we were terrible. And he was belligerent and arrogant and not great. So then to have Eddie, How- I don't want to dwell on him. And to have Eddie Howe come in, who is a methodical, smart, um 21st century manager who took his time out from Bournemouth and um, from when he left Bournemouth to travel Europe and learn from some of the best managers around, which is what he did. He knew that his weakness is setting up a defense. And so he went and learned he went to Madrid. He went, you know, he he, he traveled around and and our our defense is like the first thing he strengthened. It was so, it was so impressive. And then from like a mood perspective and a um, like a team, like camaraderie perspective, there is just this good feeling around the club and around the team that we didn't have before. There is like... Um, like the post-match photos, I know that that some pundits kind of made fun of them. They're these, like, if we won a game, there's this photo of them all, like, in the changing room after, you know, really happy. And people are like, come on, like, you've just beat Burnley. Like, who cares? It's like, that's not the point. Like, firstly, great, we beat Burnley. That means we're probably not going to get relegated. And then secondly, it's about, like, building this mental, like, hive mind of, um, positivity, and I really think he's done that. And so it's just been, and he also is just head down. He's not interested in drama. I, I don't know. He's just he's he's changed the mood at the club. He he and the takeover, right? He's not he's not just a one man band, but the mood is better because he's our manager.
2: There's there's obviously going to be drawn similarities to Man City because of the money issue. I just wanted to ask you, because I think Eddie Howe is a better manager than Mark Hughes was, who was the kind of like um, anchor, if you want to call it, like steady the ship a bit, bring in some players to then get get Man City to a a, a place where they can start really challenging and bringing in that next manager to take them to the next level. I think Eddie Howe is a good enough manager to take you into Europe, but then... Do you, do you think he can go beyond that? Do you think he can start challenging for titles, obviously, if he gets the investment and starts doing well? Or do you think there will be a point where you have to say, thank you very much, Eddie, you've talked as, as far as we've on, and you have to go after then like a Nagelsmann or uh, a Conte type? Or, or what? What do what do you think?
3: Yeah, it's a good question because a lot of people thought he was just a stepping stone when he came in in January. They thought his job's to keep us up. If he keeps us up, if he keeps us up, he gets another season. Then we'll see. Like, is Eddie Howe the man to do this? And the way he flipped our side, like, no, no team has in the Premier League has been in the position we were in in December and stayed up like that's just never happened before and so like when that happened and not only stayed up but like did like did pretty well all of our players are more athletic some of our players who we had written off joe linton for example who were like who's this guy why does he play for us is now like people are like why has he been left out of the squad he's absolutely mint like the so i think I think minds have been changed by that period. So over the next season, we get to see what Eddie, this is the real test season, right? What's he gonna do with the signings that he's made? What's he gonna do with the time he's had with the team? And then I agree with you. I think he could be a European sort of, we could be in Europe and he would be our manager. I think it's just a time will tell. I think he's capable of it. He's still young. He's still hungry for learning. I think he's not too proud to say this doesn't work. We need to make a change. Either he needs to make a change, he needs to bring someone else in. You know, he works collaboratively with his team. He's got Jason Tindall, who's always there on the sideline with him. Um, So I'd, I'd really like to see him take us, like, and be with us for a long, long time. But if it doesn't work and he's taking us as far as he can go, I also think he would be one of the first people to say that. Like, this is, like that's just the impression I get from him. So we'll see, but I'd like that to happen.
2: I think he did similar at Bournemouth, really. He took them yeah. as far as he could. He overachieved, essentially, with a, a team that have a... Stadium capacity of less than 12,000, which I think is less than some League Two, even conference sides, which I is astonishing. Right, yeah. and, I, and I think that's fair enough. Um, And fair play to him for taking the time out and obviously going to expand his horizons. Uh, where else do you think you need to strengthen within your squad? Because I look at Stryker, and I know Chris Wood's been there and he's and he's done all right for Burnley. And Callum Wilson's had a lot of injury issues, but you've not really replaced the legend that is uh September bar. <laughs> Not really. I'm joking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've just been waiting. Um, yes, that is our area of weakness. Um, like having a, a, a striker, striker attacking force is our problem this season. Um, and that is where you guys can exploit us. Callum Wilson's really good. Mm. He's really good, but he's injury prone and he's like 30. And he is he did say in an interview um at the end of last season or mid like mid this summer that he's moving his whole family up to Newcastle because previously I hadn't realized this. He was traveling up for the games and then going back to Bournemouth. Um, yeah, every week. Blimey. And his family and he was like, and I think that's probably why I got injured. And I'm like, Yeah, well, no, no shit like um sorry for swearing you can swear and, on this podcast we're, oh, it's we're, okay. we're it's terrible okay. for it <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: okay.
3: good I was worried about that I was like I'm, I'm terrible for it and um but I, I never know you know sometimes we get complaints I'm like don't listen to it with the kids in the car then um but yes that is that is our was our main thing because if he goes we've got Chris Wood who we signed in January from Burnley um and he is rubbish like no offense to Chris Wood even though that's very offensive he's rubbish like he's just not good enough I've be I went to one of our friendlies on Friday night he's he's just not good enough he doesn't get into the right position he he just he can't like he scored a penalty for us but like fine that's the least you'd expect your number he's not the number nine but your striker to do um and so yeah that is I Eddie Howe has said I expected us to maybe get someone in before before the season started but they haven't and they won't now for your game because um he Eddie Howe also likes to work with the players before he puts them into squad rotation
2: yeah what do you think your style of play will be for this season and especially against us, how do you, how do you think you'll you'll kind of go how do you think you'll approach the game
3: it's a good question all of these are good questions i love <laughs> the um thought you've put into them um how do i think i think we had to have a very quite a defensive style of play, and most of our attack came from midfield last season, or the latter half last season. I'm writing off Bruce, the Bruce men, okay, <laughs> because they were terrible. Um, and yeah, most of our attacking force came from either the wing, so Alan Saint Maximan and. To an extent, Miggy Almiron, who I can talk about a little bit. But most of it came from sort of Bruno and Joe Linton and this sort of coupling in midfield. Bruno, who, when we signed him, everyone was like, "Mm, he doesn't score goals. And then he scored loads of goals for us. So (laughs) we're happy with that. Um, I think he's going to have worked on a more attacking style of play, like a front foot football type play. I think... Uh, we, we might even just have four at the back rather than five. I think it's going to be pushed through the midfield and we're going to try and, try and play a much more aggressive type of attacking football. We've certainly seen that in pre-season. And so, I don't know, you know, pre about playing around and seeing what works, but I think that's his goal. And that is what he... Preferred to do at Bournemouth. That's how he kind of set up his teams. We had to be defensive because uh, in the latter half of last season, because we didn't have Callum Wilson and we had Chris Wood up front. But he like he even dropped Chris Wood when we didn't have an alternative. That's how little faith I think he has in Chris Wood um scoring any goals for us. So Callum Wilson's fit. We've got Bruno. We've got Miguel on for pace and and potentially goals and ASM. So I think he's going to push. I, I I think it would be. What do I think? Four, three, two, one, probably.
2: At least you've got the set pieces of Kieran and to help you out every now and then as well. I
3: love that man. Honestly, <laughs> so good. So yeah, he's, good. he's
2: a he's a cracking player. I um it's funny with Newcastle. I think you just need to bring back the the nineties front front force of Asprea, Shearer, Les Ferdinand, and and Janola. That were the fun times with Kevin Keegan barking oh, at that would Sky, be Sky Sky presenters. And <laughs> that, that, yeah, that would be, be great. Um, what's what? Uh, what's your thoughts on on Forest? Um, how are you? What What do you think about the game between us both and and us coming up from the championship? Obviously, first time in in twenty three years, and the last time we played was in the championship. So, and they were yeah. fun fun times. Obviously, Henry Lansbury shithouse and Jonjo Shelby and Joe Shelby and it,
3: is still in our team, by the way. Yeah, that, I know.
2: And, and and Carl Darlow saving two penalties. I think the I think the most recent games we played were League Cup games, and we and we managed to get you over you. Twice. Uh, the last time we played in the Premier League was obviously the last time we were there, and you beat us um, at Saint James's two one. I've seen. Um, but yeah, I just want you. What do you know, do? You know much about us? Obviously, we're going to do so a podcast wait, on, and, your, and on your I'm
3: end. I'm going to make you come on our podcast, Adam, and um, and tell our people because I don't think a lot of our listeners will know much about Forest. So I'm going to ask some super basic questions. But as far as I understand it, you've had quite a busy transfer um season you've definitely you've definitely well you got lingard over the line yes um i before that happened i was like forest forest at home first game like that's not gonna that's gonna be easy like it's like it'll be a fun game they'll bring it to us i think they've got something to prove that back in the premier league i think your team i'm excited about it and i was kind of rooting for you because you were playoffs weren't you yes
2: um
3: i was rooting for you in the playoffs. Largely because I pick where I like I'd like to go on their away days. Um and I like Nottingham. I think it's a cool place. Um and um yeah, and then you signed Lingard and you signed did you sign someone today?
2: Yes, we've signed our old Mangala from Stuttgart today.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think I've underestimated Forrest. I think you're gonna bring quite a I think it's gonna be quite a tough game. Um but- I'm excited for it, though. Newcastle, at St. James's Park at the moment, um, I hope you do get a ticket. I hope you do get spare because (laughs) I'd love you to experience that atmosphere because we've got, uh, like, these flag displays. Everybody gets to the ground now about half an hour before minimum so that they can be in there, watch the players warm up, um, feel the atmosphere sort of building, get the flags going. There's all these flag displays that have been um, organised. It's just an amazing place to be. So that works in our favour, having that sort of, you always have that kind of home advantage apart from when it was COVID and there were no fans there. Um, so so we've got that. But I actually, I do think, I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll be a tougher game than I, than I originally thought.
2: I, I know you're going to ask me a load of questions on, on your guys' podcast, but if you know anything about our squad at all, is there a player that we have that you'd, Potentially like to poach and put in Newcastle's squad. Oh, to
3: poach! So we're thinking about it as like a like an audition.
2: Who would you who who just if you could take one of our players and put him in your squad? Not maybe not necessarily starting eleven because it might be too strong. But who who would you take off as?
3: Oh that's a really good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus it on like attacking players because we just we really need we really need <laughs> an attacking player. Um. Oh I don't know. I don't know that's hard. Um who who would you have starting uh on out of your attacking sort of like front three. So on pri- Saturday?
2: primarily it's going to be Lingard behind O'Neale uh, yeah, yeah. and Johnson. So. so
3: I don't want Lingard. We knew we like not not like being snobby. Like I I we talked about this on our podcast. We would we have him wouldn't we have him uh the ladies have just scored England are winning. Oh nice. Um, and uh, do I? Oh, I don't know. Um, Johnson probably.
2: Yeah, he was he was probably phenomenal. Last, he was phenomenal for us yeah, last season. That's so.
3: it.
2: So before we before I ask you about predictions and stuff. So Forest are actually oddly going for a fourth straight win in the Premier League this weekend coming because we lost. At, we won our last three games as we got relegated in nineteen ninety nine. So we're going for four straight wins. So that's a bit of an odd. A fun fact for you. Um, I love
3: that. So okay. What's I don't your, want you to win.
2: <laughs> what's, what's your predictions for the game and can I push you for a score?
3: Sure. Uh, my prediction for the game, I think it'll be a closer one than I Originally I was like, oh, we're class, like we're so good end of season. Preseason's been a bit, mm, but preseason is a bit like that. Um, I think we'll win. I have to say that. I think we'll win. I think it'll be, I think, but I think you'll score. I'm going to go
2: 2-1. Okay. Nice one.
3: I think Lingard will get a goal. You'll all be very excited.
2: <laughs> He'll be doing some sort of dance, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's all all I, all I need, Charlotte. So thank you very okay. much for joining us on Red Side of the Trend. Um, everyone, if you would please like to follow the True Faith podcast and fanzine, uh, where can they find you? Charlotte?
3: You can find us on Twitter. It's at TFNUFC. Um, We have all kinds of uh, YouTube, podcast, Patreon, all kinds of content. Um, I'm sure your listeners are desperate to get (laughs) subscribed to a Newcastle United podcast, but we're nice people. And if you're ever looking for uh, the NUFC view on things, do give us a try.
1: Thank you very much. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free. In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.